Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. Just Kyle and I yep. today. A little shorthanded this week, but that's okay because we're just talking baseball. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, it's not going to be an abbreviated episode, but it, it, it's not going to be as long as our normal ones because we have a lot of football to talk about on Thursday, Friday. We'll see when that goes up as far as our side, but the draft is Thursday, so we're not going to be talking too much about it today. Maybe in one of our openers we will, though. But uh, episode 33, I think the uh, single-handed greatest number 33 was Kareem, but uh, shout-out to Frank Robinson. Yeah. Probably the best on the the baseball side out of 33s. And Patrick Roy for all you hockey fans. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Hopefully one day we'll find an NFL player who wears 33. Because yes. we cannot find it. Or a good one. Yeah, a good one at least. Maybe it's cursed. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, but my opener this week, I'm going to get right into it, is Fernando Tatis' five homer series versus the Los Angeles Dodgers in, I was about to say Anaheim. <laughs> I was too. But uh, <laughs> at Chavez Ravine over the weekend, four of these home runs came against former Cy Young winners, two against Kershaw and two against Trevor Bauer. We saw him celebrate. And Trevor Bauer, quite a bit. He closes one eye, uh, which is one of Bauer's signature celebrations, and then also did the Conor McGregor walk after he hit his second home run, which is another one of Bauer's things. So fun banter there between those two. Obviously, they had a little interaction on Twitter after about Tatis perhaps looking down at the sign that the catcher put down on one of his home runs against Bauer, and Bauer's telling him, oh, you could just – Ask me for the signs if you want to, Poppy, or some shit like that. What's up with the with calling people Poppy? I feel like that's kind of a weird joke. I feel like it's something that just Jose Ramirez made up, you know? Guichenya? Like, yeah, Guichenya. Yeah, yeah. Jose Ramirez, not the flu- most fluent in English, but it's definitely a character oh, for sure. Man. Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit with mine because it hasn't happened yet, the draft. But I'm loving the draft previews right now. Some mock drafts dropping. We find out some crazy stories, like Justin Fields has uh, seizures. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is time. If you remember a couple of years ago, Laramie Tunsil's video. Yeah, it's true. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is going to have one of those videos That would out. make me very happy. That would be interesting. Do you see the thing that – I think his rap report tweeted today. It was uh, – it's like Urban Meyer said that he narrowed his pick down to three different choices or something like that with uh, – Is this recent? It was out today. I don't know if he like started with three or something like that, but it was mentioning Lawrence Fields and Wilson and uh, obviously narrowed his choice down to one. And I think the role kind of narrowed their choice down to one three years ago. So, yeah, it seems pretty obvious what to do. The here. weird thing is apparently the Niners haven't even made a decision yet. Yeah, that's interesting. But uh, that's what the draft's for. I mean, yeah. you don't have to make your choice until – you're on the clock, and they are on the clock for just just about 48 hours, honestly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get right into where's your head at now, where we're talking about one of the best starting, starting pitchers in all of baseball. It's Corbin Burns. Mm-hmm. He got roughed up a little bit yesterday, but he still has not walked a single soul in the 2021 campaign. He has 40, wait, no, 59 strikeouts, I think it is. Sounds right. And uh, No, 49, 49. 49. Sorry. Okay. And... Uh, Zero walks is something that you just don't see. I think it's an MLB record. 
Uh, he broke the record last week, I think, when he was at 40. So yeah, see how long that streak goes. But where do you rank uh, the surging Corbin Burns in your top starting pitchers? So Corbin Burns right now is number one in XWOBA. That's expected weighted on base average, which pretty much just means he limits contact barrels and exit below. Um, that's second to Jacob or sorry, second is Jacob DeGrom. He's above him. So I think it's safe to put him in the top 10 at least right now. Yeah, I think he's got top five stuff, in my opinion. His cutter is amazing. His sinker is amazing. His slider is amazing. They're all above average according to like baseball savant, stuff like that. Mm. Uh, so his stuff is, is right there, and he's not afraid to work in and out or whoever who he is facing. Uh, I was watching just clips of him striking people out today, and He'll go inside with the cutter to righties. He'll go outside with it to righties. He'll go in with it to lefties, out with it to lefties, back door, front door, whatever it may be. Uh, and he pitches with a attack the zone mentality. Obviously, is you can't really strike out forty nine people and knock and not walk a single person without doing that. And Corbin Burns just he goes right at guys. He doesn't care. He gets the stuff to just get people out. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of crazy to see. And if he's pitching, turn on the TV and watch that damn game. I agree. Yeah. Let's go now to a team that's having a hot start in the NL West. Well, the Dodgers do have a hot start. The Padres are having a hot, uh, decently hot start. But it's not mm-hmm. those two teams. Surprisingly, it's the San Francisco Giants who are tied right now with the Dodgers at 15-8. and eight. The top of the NL West, and I think the top of the NL as well. I think there's only four teams, five teams in the MLB that have uh, 15 wins, and the Giants are one of them. So we obviously started off this season projecting them to be third, fourth place team in this NL West. How has your forecast changed for them? Uh, the Giants are projecting nicely right now. Posey and Longo are locked in. They're top 4% in uh, exit below. And the pitching's been pretty good too this year. Gosman's back, looks mm-hmm. like. and Not you know physically back, but his, his stuff is back. Yeah. And Alex Wood has had two amazing starts so far. Yeah. And, you know... I know the Padres are going to make the playoffs. I know they're good. I know they deserve to have the TVs on them, but they're number two in the power rankings, and they're at five hundred still. Number three. They're number okay. No, number two number is three. the A's. I, I think it's a little premature, you know, to say it's a two-team race in the NL. Yeah, I don't think the Giants are going to be in that race when it comes to the NL pennant, but they have they've had a great start. Uh, but it's not something that's going to be 100% like this the whole year because their ERA is just so low from their starting pitchers. It's not sustainable, especially with the arms that they have in there. But with that being said, you got to give credit where credit's due with guys like Disclafani coming back and mm-hmm. pitching great. Forgot about him. Uh, Logan Webb's been great. Cueto's been good. Gosman's been good. Wood's been good. Every single starter that they're throwing out there, Aaron Sanchez is another guy. Every single guy that they're throwing out there is – is getting the job done, and their bullpen's been getting the job done too. Uh, and right now they're trying to score a little bit of runs. They scored 12 runs last night. I know it was against the Colorado Rockies, so that's not really saying much, but whenever you score 12 runs in a big league game, and it, it definitely means something yes. for sure. So we're going to go to the other side of this, not the spectrum, but to the, the league and the AL. Two top teams in the AL right now are two teams that we also did not expect to be there. It's Seattle and Kansas City. Kansas City has their best start in over 10 years, uh, or just about 10 years, I think. Uh, and then Seattle is obviously surging right now, too. I think they lost last night, and they're playing the Astros tonight, so they have a chance to be worse. But 
Are these two teams legit or fluky? So I'll start with Kansas City because this is a really weird one. Uh, I was just looking at basic team stats and they're middle of the pack. And I was like, what the hell? So I dug deeper, looking at some advanced hitting stats. I was like, okay, they must be getting on base at a good amount, right? No. The only guy hitting the ball decently hard is Jorge Soler. Everyone else is whiffing at everything. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I mean, they're they're kind of a team right now that's just doing everything about average. It's it's not anything crazy. It's just they're having good ABs and getting the job done, I guess. Uh, but it's also a little bit of the competition that they've been playing. Yeah. I know I've seen them go, going up against the Tigers a couple times, and I know they play Pittsburgh right now too. So that's, that's another team that you can take advantage of. So we'll see how it goes with them. But yeah. what about Seattle? Yeah, Seattle, you, you know my my thoughts on Seattle. I think a uh, little fluky, but not undeserving. You know, they they have the right guys there. It's just going to take some time. Yeah, uh, going back to KC a little bit, I do think that is a fluke. I don't think I said that. Oh, yeah, yes. yes. But uh, (laughs) Seattle, I do also think that will be a fluke, too. I don't think their success is going to be that sustainable because they also have not played the greatest teams. We thought their two out of three against the the Twins was going to be great, and uh, the Twins have sucked, actually, so it's not really that surprising or intriguing to me. Mm -hmm. I do have to say two out of three in Boston was a big one for them. Uh, Boston obviously was smoking hot to start the season. Cooled down a little bit, but they're still at near the top of the AL. So Seattle's legit, but not yeah. legit, legit right now. The, they'll, they'll be in the AL wildcard race, in my opinion, at least. That's fair. That's going to do it for the first half. Let's take it to halftime. All right. Now, so why did you do it? You know you got the mad fat fluid when you rhyme. It's halftime. All right, welcome back. It's halftime. We're going to start it off with the best rivalry in baseball right now. It's the Padres and Dodgers, another crazy series. Yeah, through seven games in the season series, the Padres currently lead 4-3, to three, and that's due to their big comeback on Sunday night on Sunday night baseball. Uh, I assume the ratings are pretty good for that one as far as Sunday night baseball mm-hmm. goes. To be honest, Kyle, I turned it off at 8-1. to one. I'm, it I off? apologize. Well, they came back from down 7-1 to one in that game. Oh, 7? Okay. And uh, forced, I was about to say overtime, but extra innings. Yes. Uh, and I think they won in the 11th, not the 10th, or the Padres did, uh, for a series win in four games down in L.A., or up in L.A., I guess, in that case. Yeah. The Padres, 3-1 uh, to one in that series, and they lost 2-1 two, two to one in the series before. But, I mean, I think everybody in the baseball world's got their eyes turned on this. And it seems like a World Series game every single time it's on TV. Oh, yeah. It's cool seeing the star shine. Like, you know, guys like Tatis. We'll get more into it later mm-hmm. here in the show. But struggling early this year. But he turns it on for the big lights. Yeah. there's uh, It's just heroes that like, can come out of nowhere. We saw Sheldon Noisy, a guy who, <sighs> you know. <laughs> who we every Ace, Ace fan wanted to see get at bats. Yeah, we traded him away for Adam Kolarik, who's actually down at the alternate side right now. He <laughs> He's hit a couple home runs. Uh, I think he hit two home runs in that series, one pitch hit and one on Thursday, I believe. So, I mean, I, I like seeing him do good, but I hate seeing it that he's doing it for another team. Yeah. But and how about the uh, biggest fuckery in all of baseball? Madison Bumgarner, no, no, no. 
Yeah. That's the headline. That's three no's right there. <laughs> One separate from the other two. We got the no for not happening. And then the no-no for no hitter. But he did throw no hitter. But yeah. it was seven innings. And MLB has already said that they're not going to count seven inning no hitters because of I don't yeah. know why. Uh, seems simple that they could just go into the record book and say no hitter. Just put it seven a, in parentheses or something like that. Or something. Yeah, because yeah. you know, they have final ten for people no hitters in the past. That's true. It's I feel like it's kind of bad to Madison Bumgarner. I don't think he's thrown a no hitter, right? Maybe uh, I think he threw one. Maybe I don't know. Sorry, it, it's all right. <laughs> uh, I feel like he. I don't know. He goes on those stretches where he just gets dominant, but I don't. I don't know if he's actually had a no hitter before. And to take something away like that from a guy, I'm sure he honestly does not care that much because of the accomplishments accomplishments he's had in the past with the Giants. But it's kind of sad to see for a guy who's been struggling this year finally gets on top of it and doesn't get rewarded for his great performance. Yeah, I don't think he's. Yeah. Throwing it before. But anyway, I want to tell you guys who are listening the joke I told Kyle. He didn't get it, but it was uh, what do you call a no hitter and a double header? Quality start. It's fair. <laughs> That's fair. All right. So uh, on to some brighter news, guys. Uh, well, for me, I kind of I was poking the bear when I did my preseason predictions and said Shohei Otani was going to be the biggest disappointment because he's on a fucking tear right now. He's mashing the ball. Uh, his start the other day, two for three, three runs, two RBIs, five innings pitch, nine Ks. He did give up four runs. In but the he, first he inning, the but he, he bounced back in the yeah. other four and, and shoved. Uh, Shohei, in, in his past as, as a pitcher, he's kind of struggled with the walks. Uh, and that was kind of his scene in the first inning. But one, after that, he, he shut it down. And it's he's, he's scary, man, especially as a guy who's an A's fan and you see this guy's in your division – you see the talent that the Angels have around them with Rendon and Trout. I'm just curious how how they don't make the playoffs every yeah. single year. And he's he's making history every single start. It's crazy. He is. Uh, I believe his last uh, start, he was the first player to since Babe Ruth to start a game while leading the MLB in home runs. Mm-hmm. That was in 1921. Yeah, it's it just doesn't make sense the stuff that he's doing and. It's only going to get better from here. Uh, I'm curious to see what his career numbers are going to be when it's all said and done. Just hope he doesn't get hurt. Hope he can keep pitching. That's true. Yeah. And uh, last note here for the MLB, Mike Toshman? Totman. Totman. Outfielder for the Yankees was traded to the Giants uh, today for Wandy Peralta, Peralta, left-handed reliever. Nothing special uh, on really both sides here. Totman's okay, but uh, kind of just a depth outfielder right now for the Giants, but... MLB yeah. trades are fun, and we kind of got our first one of the year, except for Orlando Arcia yeah, a couple yeah, weeks yeah. back. But, you know, uh, for San Francisco, their depth outfielder guy was Hunter Pence last year, who hit below the Mendoza line. So anything yeah, but they'll take for depth purposes. <laughs> yeah, and their hitting, obviously, is the weaker part of their team compared to their pitching. But if they can get going on that side, and it doesn't hurt to add another good left-handed bat in your lineup. Yeah. Any other notes for halftime? I think we're good. All right. Let's go back. All right. Starting off the second half, we're going to talk about some players that were top prospects not long ago, either got hurt or didn't live up to their initial hype, and we're going to go through how they're doing right now and Mm -hmm. see if they can actually get back to that hype that they were given. Yeah. So first up, 
is Michael Kopich of the Chicago White Sox, <sighs> formerly of the Boston Red Sox, got yes. traded in the Chris Sale trade and uh, got hurt a couple times. I think he had Tommy John once last year. Yeah. And uh, now he's back in the big leagues and pitching well. I like Kopech a lot. And I think he still has some serious potential. We saw he's he's made two starts now this year. And two days ago, five innings, one run, 10 Ks. That is great. Mm-hmm. That is great. Out of a guy you thought was going to be a bust, maybe. So I think out of this list, he probably has the brightest future. And we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to the rest of the list. But Kopech... His numbers are great. He, he's got really good stuff. Obviously, has a hard-throwing fastball that sits around 96, 97, and obviously he can get up to tri- triple digits when he needs to. Uh, but he, he's going to get to that hype, I think, and be a great addition in this White Sox rotation for years to come. Mm-hmm. Now going to a guy that was actually compared to Mike Trout when he was first yeah. drafted. He's still super young, but hasn't panned out so well. It's Mickey Moniak of the first. I was going to say Fernando. <laughs> Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, uh, and I was that was going to be my leading point. Uh, you know a guy's fucked when he's getting compared to Mike Trout. They called him the lefty Mike Trout yeah. for the draft preview show, which is ridiculous. Um, I do want to say he had a pretty good spring. He's only 22 years old, but he's hidden six for 39 in the majors, and that's not good enough. Yeah, especially uh, for a guy who with no defensive abilities. Go ahead, sorry. That's true. Uh, Mickey Moniak, as Skyler said, when you're compared to Trout, you have those, just that aura and footsteps that you kind of you have to live up to, and it's really hard to for these 18, 19 year olds to realize, oh shit, I I gotta be my Trout or I'm not that guy, and maybe you over try to overdo things or you get overwhelmed or whatever it may be, but it hasn't worked out too far so far for Mickey. And uh, not Mickey Mouse, but Mickey Moniak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the funny thing is, though, the one AB that I have seen of him uh, as watching when they were playing the Giants uh, was when he hit a home run. So I was like... Very nice. I was like, oh, shit. How's he doing? <laughs> he back? And then I realized that he's bad. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Yeah. It's uh, disappointing, but there's always room to grow. That's true. Now on to a guy on... The Tampa Bay Rays, mm-hmm. who got hurt about a million times. Yeah. Uh, but is now back and pitching in the big leagues. He had a good first appearance this year. Since then, it's been a little rocky, but that's how things go for rookies. We're talking about Brett Honeywell. Brett Honeywell might be the unluckiest player in the MLB. 2018, torn UCL, Tommy John, before one minor league game. 2019, fractured his elbow on a comebacker in a bullpen session. 2020, surgery on the right ulnar nerve. I believe that is in the arm somewhere. <laughs> right ulnar nerve? I think it's like somewhere in your shoulder, elbow. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah, that would make sense. But, you know, this guy's 25 and he's pitched five meaningful innings in his life. It, it, I know he's got some good stuff and I'm not saying he's done. It's just, it's just tough. It's tough to give him the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, you're curious on how much these guys have left in the tank when you've gone through how as much stuff like that. But also, the will to win for that guy's got to be up to just as high as anybody else in the league. Because if sure. you come back for something like that, and you're all you want to do is just prove to people wrong that you you are that guy. But unfortunately, I don't think he is going to be that guy. Might be a guy who works in the bullpen for for teams throughout his career. And uh, I know it's a different sport, but like Sean Livingston type guy, where yeah. he just 
a solid contributor for how about a, a Andrew team. Bailey, pitching coach? That's fair. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes with him, but Brett Honeywell, I don't think he's going to live up to that original hype that he was given three, four yeah. years ago. Now on to our last guy we're going to talk about here. Uh, I think he was the number one prospect in 2016. Mm-hmm. It's Alex Reyes, right-hander for the St. Louis Cardinals. Alex Reyes is an interesting one. I don't think he has the Michael Kopech upside, but let me let me read you his resume right now. Tommy John twice in the last three years, but he has rotation experience. He had two pretty good games in the postseason last year. So if he can stay on the field, get his control back, he could be a decent bullpen piece yeah. for the next 10 years. But he, he's got to fix it a little bit. Yeah, this is a guy that's still young, obviously. Uh, but he's been working out of the bullpen for the Cardinals, I think, the last two years. I don't know the last time he's made a start, but right now he's he's pitching 10 games. He's pitching nine and a third innings, nine Ks, but he also has 10 walks in those appearances, mm. and that walk rate is one of the highest in the MLB. You're not going to get a lot of guys out if you're just walking people the whole time, and coaches aren't going to put you in if, you, if you're just walking no, guys. It's not literally. Time. Guys aren't guessing in the big leagues. That's true. Well, they are guessing in the big leagues. I guess today. <laughs> you okay. have to guess. So today's, today's world. That's a little faulty. But Alex Reyes <laughs> could be a guy who, who works in the bullpen well for, for some teams in, in his career, but I don't think he's ever going to live up to that starter hype that he had, and obviously not the number one uh, prospect hype. No. But he's got to get his control down if he wants to be anything. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go to probably one of our most fun things that we do uh, weekly now since the MLB season started, yes. and it is our weekly awards. I so, want to keep track of these. That's fair. Like go back at the end and yeah, I think that's fair. be like, oh, DeGrom won it 17 times for me. That's fair. <laughs> Player of the year, pitcher of the year, obviously yeah. Cy Young, MVP, mm-hmm. stuff like that. We can do after – but who is your player of the week? My player of the week, I really want to give it to DeGrom, but I got to go with Tatis here. Five homers in that series against the Dodgers. He really tore it up. Uh, honorable mention, though, to our own Matt Olson. He had 375, three homers, nine ribbies. Pretty good week. Yeah, Olson ranked, but I'm going with Tatis here, too. Five home runs, four stolen bases, and he at 409, not just hitting those home runs the whole time, obviously. Uh, special player, special talent. He's my player of the week. Let's go to Pitcher of the Week, Skeller. My Pitcher of the Week, uh, I think you guys could guess this one. Jacob DeGrom from the Mets. Uh, <laughs> Nine innings, two hits, no runs, 15 Ks. Another just brilliant performance. And yeah. look what happens when he pitches nine innings. The bullpen can't blow it for him. Yeah. DeGrom in it, to say the least. Uh, oh. You can't lose a game either when you don't give up zero runs unless your team uh, has some errors and stuff and – Gets an actual run, not an earned run, but uh, we're not talking about that. Uh, but Mad Bum is a co-guy for me, yeah. as well as two other guys in Mad Bum and Trevor Rogers. Mad Bum obviously had the seven inning no hitter, and Trevor Rogers pitched thirteen innings for the Miami Marlins. Did not give up a single run. Had one walk and fifteen Ks. I'm gonna talk about him here in a little bit too with mm-hmm. my rookie of the week, Skyler. Who's your rookie? Of the my week? rookie of the week is gonna be Michael Kopech. Like I said, five innings, one run, 10Ks, got the win over Texas. I'm sure there, and Kyle probably has one, I'm sure there's better rookies, but just to see a guy who's battled Tommy John, who's supposed to be an ace by this point, come back and put up numbers like this, it's great to see. I give him the nod. Yeah, I'm going with Trevor Rogers as well as Kent Emanuel. Probably would not have known that name unless he did what uh, he did this week. 
<laughs> and he pitched in for the Astros in a 16-2 W against the Angels. But he only came in because Jake Odorizzi got hurt on his fifth pitch of the game of course. after getting one out. Kent Emanuel went the rest of the distance, eight and two-thirds, gave up two runs, but did have five strikeouts anytime he pitched out of the bullpen for eight and two-thirds innings. That needs to be recognized. I know it was in a 16-2 game, so if it was a little bit closer, probably would have taken him out, but he's my one of my rookies of the week, along yeah. with Trevor Rogers. And I think we have a... We're not going to get into it, but a unanimous team of the week. A's lost one game this week, so That's bam. true. I, I think <laughs> the A's are right there as well. Obviously, that win streak ended, but they're looking to start that win streak up right now as they're losing in the seventh inning, actually. Okay. But let's get to our bets, and let's get on out of here, and let's mm-hmm. get ready for the draft. Uh, so layups last week did not go too well for us. We went 0 for 4. I had the Reds <laughs> over the D-backs on Thursday. The Reds lost, I think, 16-12 to 12 or something like that in extra innings. Uh, Brett had the Stars over the Wings. Did not happen. Skyler, the Clippers covering versus Houston on Houston Friday. kept it close. Yeah, it was a five-point game, 109-104. And Alex had Stephen Curry scoring 30 against the Washington Wizards, and that did not happen. He actually had... I think one of his lowest scoring point games of the year or something wow. like that, but he did not shoot well. Alex is just cursed on here. That's true. <laughs> but our layups for this week, for me, it's going to be the Blue Jays over the Nats on Wednesday. Steven Matz is starting this game for the Blue Jays. He's I know wins don't really mean much, but mm-hmm. he's the win leader in the MLB right now. Has a, sporting a 2-1-5 ERA. Uh, Blue Jays are facing Eric Feedy in this game. So I'm going with... The Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a similar strategy here. I got the Giants over Colorado on Wednesday. Alex Wood has been a magician this year. He's starting against Colorado. Bam. Boom. All right. On to our bold predictions where we also did not fare too well. I had the Dodgers sweeping the Padres. Obviously, that did not happen. We talked that talked about that quite a bit. Uh, Brett had the Jackets or Blue Jackets being the, the Lightning. That did not happen. Uh, Skyler had U Darvis throws the next no-hitter. Technically can still happen, but uh, Mass Bumgarner kind of got that done. We're gonna give it to him, I think. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but if you Darvish throws the next one, you got to give it to me. That's fair, All but right. uh, it's it's kind of weird. We've been in baseball for just over three weeks, and we have three not technically no hitters, but three no yeah. hitters in our mind, which is immaculate sports no hitter. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we had to get one of those immaculate innings though. We need those we do. for sure. Last one was uh, Karishnik, I believe. Was it? I thought it was Plesak. Then Plesak. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And Alex had Boston sweep Seattle. Seattle took two out of three in Boston, so that did not happen. For this week, though, I'm talking about the Twins winning the series against the hot Kansas City Royals. We talked about the Royals Mm -hmm. earlier, uh, how they are off to a hot start, sitting at the top of the AL, and the Twins are off to a slow start, sitting near the bottom of the AL. I think things are going to even out a little bit, kind of how we expected it uh, at the beginning of the season to go. Mm-hmm. And I have the Twins winning this series. My bold prediction is that a new team will trade up into the top 10 for a quarterback on Thursday. I hope it's not the Patriots. It's going to be the Patriots. <laughs> but it's probably the Patriots. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, as of right now, guys, live stream on Thursday is not looking likely, but we should have a... We'll have tweets up. We'll let you guys yeah. know what we're doing. Uh, but it's been a fun show. Episode oh, yeah. 33. Thanks for coming, Kyle. Yeah, Twitter is at a Max Sports. Instagram is at a Max Sports. TikTok. YouTube. YouTube. 
Immaculate, Immaculate Sports. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here. Go Jets. Deuces.